listeners, I'm Allie, and this is Quad Pro Quo. As always, I am joined by my three co-hosts, Tammy. Hello. Matt. Hello there. And Guido. Hi. We are a film podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs. Each week, one of us picks a movie. And this week, we're starting off our festive holiday season month. Festivus for the rest of us. Festivus for the rest of us. And it's my pick, but before we get to my pick, we have a special guest on today's episode. It is my brother, Kyle. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Tammy, I have something really special to read to you that another podcast left for us. Oh, yeah? Okay. Okay. I'm listening. Another podcast called Spoil My Movie, shout out, wrote to me on Instagram and said, OMG, I, Chris, who's listening to your Batman episode, also love Motion City soundtrack. (gasps) Oh. I what? saw them only once when they opened for Say Anything in like 2010. Oh my god, you were probably there. I probably was. So oh thank you, Spoil god. My Movie. Oh, thank you, Spoil My Movie. Wow. I told- so between you and Heather and this guy That's and Amanda, least- those are the tens of records. <laughs> no. Tens of records. Kyle, do you know who Motion City Soundtrack is? I wish I didn't. You, but you know who they are. <gasps> Shut up! You I take that back. You're gonna come with us next time. No, I will not. Yeah, you will. No. Say, I would rather die. He. What would... if? What if Matt and Guido won? Uh, no, thank and you. And John. What contest in hell did I win? John goes. I literally have never. I don't even. I've. Ne- I don't think I've ever heard a song by them. I've. Ne- I don't even know a song. Oh. I don't. John's a masochist. We'll, red- we'll remedy this real quick. Emo trash. Emo trash. Okay. It's a whole genre. Trash. I would rather go see Danzig now. It is a whole other I would always see dancing. Oh. Anywho, thank you so much. I love your comment. Keep them coming. <laughs> I thought you More would like that. More Motion City. Yeah. They, he will literally make tens of comments about it. I, Great. I'm very excited. Wonderful. Very excited. <laughs> Should we just get to the movie? Does anyone have anything else they want to talk about? Well, it is holiday month. That's true. We're, we're each doing a holiday movie. And, I mean, uh, just like other theme months, we'll do a tally at the end of the month, or I guess kind of rate the movies, best to worst, least favorite to least favorite. Our least favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In no uh, random order. I can't wait to sure, lose again. Do three, four, order. one, two. You guys are weirdos. <laughs> I can't wait to win again. <sighs> he, he's I don't know if you're going to. Everything. I guess we'll start. So okay. it's my pick. What is your pick? Oh. So my pick came out in 1974 and was directed by Bob Clark and stars Olivia Hussey and Margot Kidder. We're talking about Black Christmas. A high school girl's been murdered. Mr. Harrison's daughter is missing. And now at the house where she lives, the other girls are getting obscene phone calls. All right. Around the table. Have you seen it? What were your first impressions? Guido. I haven't seen this. And... um, I was like, is this is this just about a, you know, like a Hallmark movie about a black family at Christmas time? <laughs> like, seriously, I was like, I- I'm on board for this. If this is the type of sappy shit she wants to watch in the holidays, fine. I'm here for it. Like, well, apparently I read that they did try to rename this movie when it first came out because people were, the producers were afraid it was going to be a, bl- people were going to think it was a black exploitation movie. Oh, so they dynamite. renamed it like Jingle or it was, it was, it was Jingle like Silent, All the Sleigh. No, it was like Silent Night, Deadly Night, something like that. But that is like a that. movie, though. Yeah, I know. Movie, yeah. So it wasn't that. It was like Garbage it, Day. That's the third one. It, it was like awesome. Silent Death, Deadly Night, or something like that. But then they changed it back because people didn't like that title. So, Matt, never seen it before. Um, after watching it, I did when we first started watching it. I was like, I do need clarification. Did this come out before Halloween or not? Uh, it mm-hmm. was clarified that yes, it did. So I'm like, oh, okay. So this is actually pretty cool. Yeah, Kyle. Uh, yes, of course. This is uh, one of my favorite horror movies ever made. Just you know, it's the movie that started all the slashers. And it is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Definitely what do you What do you mean it started all the slashers? It's like this the is the original movie. slasher movie. It's the, yeah, it's, it's considered the original slasher movie. It is huh. considered. It's actually it's yeah. considered one of the originals. It came out. 1974, same year as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so they're kind of considered. But it is considered the original seasonal horror movie. So, like, Halloween came out in 1978. Okay. This came out in 1974. It's a seasonal horror movie. It's it's the first of its kind. John John Carpenter said, too, that that's, like, where he got his ideas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tammy? 
I had not seen this movie, and I thought, oh my gosh, another horror movie? Yes. And I'm, I was kind of like trying to get away from the horror movies because I felt really scareded out. Scareded, scareded out? Horrored That's out. <clears throat> I think. Well, yeah, in Tammy's defense, we are fil- we are recording these in advance, so like literally Halloween just happened, so... We're in a time I uh, can, podcast I, bubble. I, I, I can see that. And I just watched Barbarian, and I watched another... I've been, I've been watching a lot of Unsolved Mysteries Ba-ba. lately, and <laughs> like... I don't know, a lot of heavy shit. So I was like... You know what you need? Which I did to myself. You need some lighthearted Bolly... Or, I'm sorry, Tollywood... Yes. Action-packed Could catch my movie man. musicals. That's what you need to fix that right. Arr, arr, arr. I mean, I, I did get a, a little bit of a flavor of that from our birthday weekend away. <laughs> I got a whole flavor of it. I think you like it more than you're letting on. Yeah, you're really <laughs> just like... Truly. We should get it's it's like the Seinfeld episode where Jerry was like, No, I don't watch Melrose Place and then they put her they put him to the to the uh the lie detector test and guarantee you it's not gonna be that. I think you'll take it to the grave, but we can get one of those. I think you like do you think, it. Do you think Flan could get us a a lie detector test? Oh, it's like um that, that would be great. I mean, they don't know. I would it's like that. love to record us doing a yeah. lie detector test. To RRR. It's no, like, just whatever. I don't want any part of that. It would be really funny. It's like that Friends episode where they do the game, and they're like, Rachel says this is her favorite movie, Dangerous Liaisons. Her actual favorite movie is Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I, was, I was a little hesitant, but I was, I was like looking forward to it because I haven't seen this one, and okay. I was like, what could a horror Christmas movie look like? All right, let's get started. We open on a sorority house. And it's Christmas Eve, two days, three days before, potentially snowing. They're yeah, it's like, it's like Festivus. Wasn't really snowing. That was foam. Just getting <laughs> lit. Snow. And um, we hear Silent Night in the background. It's peaceful. Lovely. Okay. Then we get the point of view of the killer. Okay. And this is oh, yeah. not the first time this was used. So the first time this was used was in um, this movie called Peeping Tom yes. from 1960. Mm-hmm. But it is literally the second time this this kind of point of view from the killer's eyes has been used. And that was popularized more in Halloween. John Carpenter was very inspired by it. Yes, that's why I, I when we were watching it together, I did stop the movie. And I was like, this come out before Halloween, come out after Halloween. Yeah. Because if it was after, I was going to like groan. Oh, another one of yeah. these. Yeah. So and now when I watch Halloween, I'll probably be like, oh, another one of these. <laughs> so we get, um, you know, like the, the point of view of the killer. We can hear him breathing. He's kind of walking around the house. He climbs. Yeah, it's, it's gross. Billy. 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 He climbs the, uh, the trellis and gets into the attic of the sorority house. So he's not a fat guy. No, he's not Santa. Sorry. Pretty spry. And then we Maybe. meet... The sorority girls. They're having Hell a yes. they're having a Christmas party. And we meet Barb. So the girls are we'll go through one by one. Claire, who is um dating a man who wears a full fur. <gasps> yeah. yeah. What was up with that? Yeah. What we have to talk about that. That, full that jacket fur. was beautiful. Nice Amazing. fur, bro. I kept thinking of that, that fo- <laughs> what's that football player who used to wear a full fur on the sidelines? Joe Namath? Joe Namath. That's who yeah. I kept thinking of. Yeah. Maybe that's probably why he wore it. Where is it well? It was amazing. So she's um it. she's kind of um the out of towner and she's kind of quiet, not as um sorority. She's the slut. virgin. <laughs> she's a prude. She's a prude. She's the virgin. Okay. And then we also have Jess. How could she be a virgin if she is dating that dude with the fur with coat? Because well, that dude's clearly the, gay because he, he wears a fur coat. He took her out a couple times. I mean, we already I mean, know what that means. It doesn't necessarily mean she's a virgin, but she's definitely like, she's sheltered because when we meet her yeah, father later, yeah, exactly. we, we get that father, impression. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we meet Jess, who is a li- played by Olivia Hussey. She's kind of the main sorority girl. She has fabulous hair and a we're not sure where accent. Yeah, she sounds like she has a Dorit. Yeah, accent. we said Dorit, Dorit accent, Kyle Richards hair. Yeah. Wait, this is this is, is the this, this is, is the ma- the main one. Yeah, this is yeah. Jess. Yeah, I, I I literally had I I couldn't. Is I she could, have an accent? I couldn't. I couldn't remember any of their names. I just called. Uh, I called Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder. You did. I her called name's Barb. Yeah, her name's Barb. I called. Yeah. I called the Claire. I called her the Virgin. Mm-hmm. I called um, Phil. Phil. Her name's well. Her name's Phyllis, Phyllis, but they call her Phil. 
Oh, yes. I called her. Uh, the Jewish girl. The fro. But she's not. <laughs> she's Nerd. not Jewish. What Jewish woman did we say she looked like? Oh, we that was definitely Cheetah. Cher with a perm. Oh, um, yeah. I said, he said, is that, is that Cher with a perm? I was like, yeah. And if she was Jewish, is Cher Jewish? I thought uh, she looked like Dustin Hoffman from Tootsie. Uh, Tootsie? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. From what? Tootsie. We should just call her Tootsie from <gasps> now on. So That's it. Like so we don't get That's in trouble. Funny. We should just call her Tootsie instead of like fro ears. I don't know Cher is... Jewish. Uh, nah, she's she's gypsy tramps and thieves. She's Native American. Anywho, so then we meet Barb, played by Margot Kidder. She is the drunken sorority sleut. I love I how love she, her. she had that. she's actually drunk. She insisted on drinking yes. real alcohol yeah. during the entire movie. Yes. And also apparently was the not nicest person. And method very, actress. Well, very nice. Distant. What I, was I could totally relate to her. She I, mean, has, I mean, she had mental health issues in real life, too. Didn't yeah, she, she had, yeah. like, a huge mental breakdown, did, like, uh, later. Like yeah. yeah. But she, well, when she drinks, she just wants to get her eyes out of people. So mm. she says whatever. Yeah. And what What was on her choker? Like, did it say life? I don't or, know. And I said, I'm sorry or, there were no pigtails, but she is wearing a velvet choker most of the movie. Okay, but and it was also really funny because yeah, because uh, holy seventies. Yeah, it was just really weird. I wrote this down. I'm like, holy crap! Margot Kidder actually, I thought looked younger in Amityville Horror than she did in this movie. That's because she wears pigtails and a Catholic schoolgirl outfit. I thought she. <laughs> I, I almost thought that she was the the house mom in this movie because oh. she's just sitting there boozing it up and like, yeah, we're just doing this. You yeah. guys will go skiing later. I yeah. don't know why I made her sound like Beetlejuice, but <laughs> she does have a pretty like deep that. voice. Um, and then we also meet Phil, who has uh, amazing curly hair. And did you recognize who that was? It was Cher. No, with the actress. Perm. So the actress is Andrea Martin. Do you know who she is? I'm so excited to do this for you. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, all right, all right. Um, I'm gonna say the line, and you're gonna know it instantly. Okay, that's okay. I make them. <gasps> no. No. Shut up. It's the aunt from my big fat Greek wedding. And inside the lump oh, was my twin. Wow. Yes, Did that's her. That. And she is, al- she is also in the first remake of Black Christmas. She actually plays the house mom in the remake of Black Christmas. Oh, right. Yeah, the really disgusting one. <laughs> yeah, the one with Michelle Trachtenberg. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Unnecessary gore. Yeah, so she she's in, um, she's been around for a long time and she's she's plays the aunt in um my big fat Greek wedding. And inside the lump. Was my was twin. twin? Yes. Was it was teeth and a spinal column? <laughs> <laughs> I can I can quote a lot of that movie. Yeah. If you so, want me to keep going? I will. So she's the no? kind of the save it for when next. you save it for when you eventually pick it. Yeah. And there's other people, but those are the main girls we focus on throughout this movie. And they're having a party, and then Margot Kidder gets on the phone. I'm sorry, Barb, with her mom, and her mom basically says like, "No, you can't come home because I'm going skiing, and and I don't really care about you anymore." <laughs> And then she goes to continues to drink heavily and says, you know, does anyone want to go skiing in Vermont or something? She doesn't really stop drinking. No, she doesn't. But I also get the feeling that Barb, Phil, and Jess aren't going anywhere over Christmas. Like, they're staying at the house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whereas Claire yeah. is. Yeah. So then we get the first obscene phone call. So the phone rings and it's obscene. Who would like to do these disgusting? Oh, my gosh. Um, Lick it. Lick it. Lick it. Lick it. Lick it. You big gun, baby. Yes, Billy. Uh, so it's so creepy. It. it it reminded me of the voices from The Exorcist. Yeah, it was coming out of Reagan. But, it was so creepy. And I feel like they listen longer than I would. I would just immediately hang up. Yeah, yeah. I, I I wrote I wrote it down. I was like, people in the seventies were so fucking dumb. No yeah. wonder there were so many like serial killers and like murderers they're back just then. Listening. Because they're just like, oh wow, okay, oh he's saying all this weird shit. Maybe I should call the police. Uh, no. Apparently We're the It's going to get off on it, right? <laughs> apparently the phone call was was going to be less obscene and um Bob Clark wanted it to be more obscene, which cuz I was shocked they say things like pretty pink cunt yeah. and something Where about a cut? a big cock and I'm like this is 1974. Yeah, like filthy. It was filthy. So then Margot Kidder gets on the phone and basically tells him to fuck off. Listen you pervert, why don't you go over to Lamb Cai? They could use a little of this. Oh, why don't you go find a wall socket and stick your tongue in it? That'll give you a charge. I'll stick my tongue up your pretty pussy. You fucking creep. I'm going to kill you. It, it, clean and break from all the... Clean break. Because I'm going to kill you. And then Claire Hi, basically... I'm going to kill you. 
tells Margot Kidder or Barb, like, you shouldn't do that. Like, there was a, this is one of the most disgusting lines in the movie. There was a girl raped, there was a girl raped in town last week. And Barb says, darling, you can't rape a townie. What the fuck is that line? They're unrapeable. That's disgusting. Vulgar. Vulgar. And then Claire runs upstairs because, again, she's... So offended. So she runs upstairs to pack because she is going to, what we find out later, meet her father to go home for the Christmas break. Oh, Scrooge McDuck. Yes. So then we also, before what's about to happen, we do meet the house mother. She comes home. (laughs) What is her name? Uh, Mrs. McCovey or McCovey. Oh, it's Melissa McCarthy. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. I'm so, surprised they didn't try to get her. They'll probably try to remake this again, and they'll get her to play the Spirit of Christ. I thought it was her. She's it's hilarious. She's so funny. Yes, she just bursts in the door like a bat out of hell. Yeah, you know? she just She's she like, remind she reminds me of that guy from Popeyes that always wanted the hamburger and was like, "I'll pay you next time on Burger <laughs> Tuesday." Yeah, she's such a good person because they like they give her a Christmas present. She's like, "You want to see me put it on?" Okay. Yes. So while they're doing that, Claire is upstairs um being murdered (laughs) she's packing up her clothes and while she's doing that we see a face in the closet behind this plastic this like plastic sheet that you would get on your clothes at the laundromat so is this in her bedroom yes okay Got it. And so she goes in because she's the cat's in there, and so she thinks it maybe is the cat Claude. Claude, Claude. And so when she goes into the into the closet, the guy covers her face in the plastic wrap and suffocates her. Again, I would have been like, if I see something like that, I would have been like, bleh, bleh, bleh. open but the door. But she didn't see anything. But she's get up here. Yeah. There's might be something in here. There wasn't anything. There wasn't any sound of like a struggle or banging or anything. Like, but the, but also the girls downstairs were making a lot of noise. They were giving them the house mom her present. Like they were drinking. Like they couldn't. And the music yeah. was on. Like they they wouldn't have heard. There's anything. always an interference. There's always an interference. Yeah. It's almost like the cat helped. <laughs> you think the cat Claude? was in on it? Claude? I think Claude was in on it. Oh, mm-hmm. white cats usually are you know evil. Remember when we saw House Blanche? She's the worst. Blanche. Claude helped Billy drag her up those attic stairs. Yes. So he drags you know? Claire into the attic and what the Bullshit scene. Bullshit he did. He throws her over his shoulder. Hold on. That's There's a, a fucking. A vertical hold on. ladder. That's what Shut that hook is for. Strong man. That girl wears like 90 There's a pulley pounds, system. Probably. There's an entire pulley system in the attic. Actually, no. Yeah, that is true. She, you find that out later. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and I'm like, oh, Okay. There's a body shoot, really. Unscathed. Whoop. Just gets Claire up in the attic. Yeah. But like he puts with, Santa magic. with a bag over her head. Yes. And he puts I mean, her in the rocking mechanical chair. Mechanical advantage. In front of the window, which is going to be you, like. Why do you the, think he pushed the bag into her mouth? I, yes. Why? Do you know when you breathe you she... open mouth that things go into your mouth? But once you stop breathing, it wouldn't stay there. Maybe her I think body, it like, If it's tight enough, I think it would. Because all the, all the air oh, is out of yeah. it, so it's suction. That's where he's keeping his M&M's. He uses, he uses her mouth it's as an M&M dish. I don't believe it. Okay. But this is the image we're going to keep calling back to, is her in the rocking chair in the window, kind of rocking back and forth. Which, which was is, the movie poster. Which was the movie poster. The movie poster, and then the line above it says, if this, what does it say? If this poster, or if this image doesn't make your skin crawl, then it's on too tight. Yeah, Or something like that. Yeah. Great tagline. Great tagline. Um, so then we... <laughs> We get another phone call where Jess is talking to her boyfriend. We're going to meet him later. She says she needs to talk to him in person. Peter. I don't want to talk right now. I'm very busy with my conservatorship. Yes. And uh, we see the house mother drinking. She hides bottles Ah, of sherry all over the house. He says on the phone, he says, I love you. And she says, I know. know. I'm like, that's that's some Han Solo shit right there. BDE. But the, um, yeah, the house mother hides bottles of sherry all over the house. I would literally watch. Why sherry? I don't know. She's an older lady. Because you can buy it at the grocery store. Because she's she's an awful alcoholic. (laughs) Sherry that you buy at the grocery store doesn't have alcohol in it. I would. It does. That's not true. It cooks off. It's cooking sherry. Get the good stuff. Flavor. I would 
I would literally watch a whole movie of just that lady just walking around like, like to like like the Benny Hill music. She's like something out of Absolutely Fabulous. She's towed out. Yeah, because she's got a foul mouth too. I love her. She she first hid her bottle of sherry in the library in a book in a book. B for booze. Went up to the library and she's like looking for the title of her special book with her finger, like she's getting ready to read, and then she pulls it out. And flips the pages and, she goes, and opens it up, and she goes, chugs <gasps> it. She hides a B bottle for booze, yeah. which is B which is kind booze. of which yeah. is kind of upsetting because you know Britannicas were kind of the, the encyclopedias were kind of their thing for knowledge back then. What if somebody needed to write a paper about birds? I don't think it was in an encyclopedia, Britannica. Yeah, it was because she was like, "Surprise, well, a, a bottle of sherry." I mean, was... wow, and she hides one in the tank of the toilet. Yeah, they're all over the house. And well, I, I, they're in her hat boxes, too. Yeah, and you guys were saying, like, why does she have to hide it? I think because she's a house mom and she's t- technically supposed to, be, supposed to be the responsible one. I know? wouldn't be surprised she's if... to make Barb look better. Yeah, because Barb is a <laughs> hot mess. I wouldn't Ugh, be surprised if, like, God. later, if she went up into the attic, she found the body and she pulled a bottle of sherry out of her <laughs> mouth. You know what? It's actually all a scream for help. I think she wants to get caught, but she mm. just lives with a bunch of drunk assholes that yeah. don't give a shit. So the next day we meet Claire's dad, and he is waiting to pick Claire up, and um, he gets hit with a snowball. Yeah. And then that interaction with the adult, because the guy comes over and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And and the, the Claire's dad goes, it's okay. He's like, well, I said I was sorry. I'm like, okay, uh, very aggressive. We're I really okay. thought- We're fine. Did anybody else- <laughs> I would have thrown a snowball at that guy too, though. <laughs> did, did you think, Kyle, did you think that that guy was Bruce Dickinson? It looked just like him. He from did, that, yeah. Like with the, the, guy, the, guy the lead singer of Iron. Yeah. Okay. For for our listeners, uh, some would know Bruce Dickinson, of course, is the lead singer of Iron Maiden, and he was way taller. Than he Bruce looked Dickinson. a lot like that. Okay. Guy. So he asked the guy, "Do you know Claire?" And apparently, this guy knows everyone. Everyone in knows Claire. Yeah, and he says, "You know, I think she's um, uh, over at the sorority house or whatever." And the dad says, well, she was supposed to meet me here at one and it's half past. So they go to the house and the house mother doesn't know where Claire is and is trying to hide all the obscene pictures. <laughs> I, I made a, I, did it's I just say album covers? Did I say it out loud? I made, or did I just say it in my head? I'm like, she touched the butt. Yeah. It was like finding Nemo. It was like a peace <laughs> sign, but with like naked people. Yeah. They were so fucking. She tries to like cover it. I was trying to figure out what that was. It was a peace sign. Yeah, it was a peace sign. sign. The woman was on the bottom. A dude was on the top. And, and like the legs were spread. Yeah, like the, the peace, peace sign. sign. Gotcha. But they were banging. And the dad says he disapproves. And I he was, didn't. I thought it was two ladies. Huh. Was Phyllis a lesbian? Um. So apparently, actually, Barb was supposed to originally be bisexual, but they didn't. Because, like, remember that one scene where she, well, she talks about all the guys she fucks, but then she's looking at a Playboy? Yeah, and, and also, I thought <laughs> Phyllis, like, kissed someone goodbye. No, Phyllis has a boyfriend because they reference it later in the movie. Oh, I thought yeah. I saw Phyllis. Yeah, was, Phyllis, was Phyllis's boyfriend the Albert Brooks wannabe that was going to be Santa Claus? The one who was playing Santa Claus. Oh, was that her boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, okay. The house mother doesn't know where... Claire is and she says I think maybe she went to the fraternity house which the father doesn't want. The father's a douche a prude. My god. He's a never nude for sure. do that. Yeah. So then we see Jess telling her boyfriend the secret. Does anyone want to say what the secret is? So Jess is pregnant with Peter's child. <gasps> Done. Really stellar she, acting exchange here. She tells she tells him and he's very excited. And he she, wants the baby. She wants He's like, she's having my baby. You know, I got to say, this scene is incredibly progressive and incredibly like just the way she says, I'm not keep I'm not keeping it. I wasn't even going to tell you in my fabulous pink fuzzy beret that I'm wearing. Oh, and then he he was like, why is this your only choice? And um, so then they discount a little bit. Discount Malcolm McDowell had a very interesting. He's like, why is that your only option? And Kyle, what'd you say? Uh, Originally that the. Peter's character was cast as Malcolm McDowell, but he turned it down. Which is hilarious, because it's the yeah. first thing that Matt said when he saw him. He was like, ugh, discount Malcolm McDowell here. And he regrets <laughs> it to this day. Really? Remind me who that is. Malcolm McDowell, Clockwork Orange. Um, Clockwork okay. Orange um, he is Mrs. Ted Danson's first husband. Isn't he, isn't he the doctor in the terrible Rob Zombie Halloween? Yes, he yes. plays, yes. 
And he's also he also did those those commercials with James Earl Jones where they were like reading stupid texts. Oh, I got it for you. Comp? He's the principal in um, Easy A with Emma Stone. Yeah, he is. Okay. So okay. Peter wants to keep the baby, and Jess says, "No, I'm getting rid of it, and I wasn't even going to tell you." So that's. Can you do it again, but have an accent fade in and out? No, Peter. I was. He's I don't out. even want it. I'm gonna get an abortion. I mean, you know, you wanted to, you you wanted to talk shit on Real Christopher subtle. Lambert during Ho- during Highlander, but, but girl, mean, this meanwhile, girl. this one she gets a pass. This girl sounds like that all the time. Yeah, like if you her, see, if her accent, accent gets accent. better. Like by the end I of the movie, her is, accent is better. That is her voice, though. Movie. Like if you see, watch like Romeo uh, Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet. She plays Juliet. That is her voice. Like it just, I think that's just her voice. So you're saying she's it's from lazy. lots of different places. Well, I, I if I looked her up, I'm sure she's from like a place. I don't think she's. she's even, I don't somewhere. even think she's trying to be American. I think she just has like an well, odd no. British accent. She's just Canadian. I don't know. What she Everybody is. in this movie's Canadian. Um, so then we get some like a bunch of different scenes. The girls go to campus police to report Claire missing. This is where we see Barb and her whorishness telling the cop that their phone number is fellatio. Oh, yeah, extension. It's just good old fashioned fun. There is no whorishness going She's on. She's literally smoking a huge. She never ashes that cigarette. There's always like a fucking ab fab ash coming off of that thing. And she's like, <laughs> he says, "What's your number?" And that was back then where you said the the letters first, and it was like K L five. She goes, "It's uh, fellatio two o eight eight o." Felicia. It's a it's a new exchange. F E. Felicia. <laughs> Dumbest cop. Too. Dumbest. Cop. Oh my god. Yeah, I wrote. I was like, well, I I said something not as nice, but I was like, hey, look, it's mentally challenged Don Knotts. Yes. Aww. She reminds me of one of Marge's twin sisters. Oh shit. <laughs> Who Barb? Barb. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't have that Selma. voice, though. Oh, yep. Patty or Selma? Yeah. Definitely Selma, though. Yeah. So Jess goes looking for Claire. She goes to find her boyfriend. You know, the guy who wears the full fur, but he's playing hockey. And, yeah. And uh, he doesn't know where Claire is. And now they're starting to get worried. Plus, the phone calls keep happening. And we also find out that a little uh, 13-year-old girl is also missing. So we hear that at the police station. That Did you thir- know she was raped? Was she the townie? Yeah. No, I don't. You find out later that she was raped. Yeah. Oh, so was she the townie that Claire was talking about in the beginning? Yeah. I think so. Oh, okay. I didn't. I don't know if I picked that up. Right around here, we get that really cool 70s, like, half-half shot, so keep everything in focus. Yeah. Throughout the whole um, the whole movie, when the, you see the townspeople, everybody goes to everybody, and they're like, did you hear? There was a little girl. She was raped in the town. Then Jess's boyfriend, Peter, blows his piano audition. Oh, my. I'm not sure. It like, was, that was what so this, bad. What so this, angry. So angry and piano. sweaty. Yeah. But, like, I'm not sure. Because we're going to find out later when he tries to convince her that he, and he's like, I've, I've been in the same house for eight years. I'm like, how long have you been at this school? Yeah. You know, a lot of it's people a conservatorship. Oh, yeah. It was the first thing I thought. Yeah, a lot of people go to college for seven years. Yeah, well, they're called yeah, doctors. A conservatorship in music is a lot like getting a PhD. So Oh, so is that what he's <clears throat> yeah. doing? It's okay. yeah. It's He's like a conservatory. Well, whoever was judging him, they didn't give a fuck at all. And me, it sounded like dog yeah. shit. No, you know what it sounded like? I wrote this. Out. It they sounded were not interesting. It no. sounded like no. it sounded like the uh, the music at the beginning of Monty Python's Holy Grail mm-hmm. before it turned into the before it turned into the psychedelic stuff. It's like don't don't know the people that just talked about this have been sacked. They've been sacked. Yeah. They've been sacked. They sound like ass. Yeah. So Claire's uh, boyfriend, Chris, uh, storms into the police station with Jess. He demands fur answers. Fur and all. Fur and all. That fur coat. I am man. Yes. Hear me roar with my fur coat. Don't you know, hoser? Weird dinner scene with Claire's father, the house mother, Phil, and a massively wasted Barb looking at Playboy and basically saying, like, what? Claire's dead. It's what we're all thinking. You, knew, you think it's me. You, you think, think it's it, me. You think I did it. Yeah. I didn't do it. I fucked Superman. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's not later. yet. It hasn't happened. Yeah. No one checked her room. And then there's also a search party happening for Claire, but also for the missing 13 year old girl. Okay. So lots of people looking, including Phil, Jess, Chris, oh, wow. the boyfriend in the fur coat. And apparently when they filmed a scene, it was like 
Well, they say like it's freezing. It w- literally was like negative twelve degrees apparently when they filmed this movie. So oh, and all, and we forgot to mention we were introduced to the detective. Yeah, who plays the detective? Oh yeah, Matt. Do you want to say who you, who you, you immediately recognized him? I was like, Enter oh. the Dragon. Who did Enter the Dragon. Like? No, well, he also plays uh, Nancy's father in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, he's the dad. Zach Efron. It's Zach Efron. Oh well, yeah, his eyebrows are on point. I mean, always plays a cop. Fabulous. Yes. Well, yeah. except in Enter the Dragon. And he's like, that's right. He's really good in it, too. He's good in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Olivia Hussey is English. There you go. But she was born yeah, in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Oh, she's like Anya Taylor Joy. She's from lots of places. She just, like, can't, like, pick an accent. accent she's married to Dean Martin. Well, you're cruising for ass. She was, was married, married to, to Dean, Dean Martin. Martin. Well, yeah. Well, she had just had a baby right before this movie, too. So then, our beloved house mother. No! Mrs. Mack. She's the face. She's going to leave. She's trying to pack up her clothes and all of her sherry. And then she hears Claude. Claude! 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 She's going to her sister's. And she... Claude, you dumb cat! I'm going to get you fixed! (laughs) She climbs up into the attic. But then she sees... Claire with the bag over her face in the window and then the killer from behind Guido you want to say what he does oh yeah he's definitely swings a hook right into her like neck and then he lifts it up a little bit I wrote yeah I wrote and she's, hit with heavy hook pulley thing. oh yeah it, it gets right in the <laughs> jugular man the bodies up into the air. yeah and I'm like oh, I don't you know there's what, a pulley though? system for a body hanging snatching and stuff you know I, I don't just again I'm not trying to like body shame or anything, but uh, Mrs. Mack was a a larger. She was a plus size lady, and that square was not that big. She was no bigger than Kathy Bates. I don't think you could fit Kathy Bates through that square. She went up there herself. What are you talking about? No. Yeah. She only well, went she up. Only made about half she of only got half. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. She made it up. It's fine. I'm, I'm sure. It was probably like Winnie the Pooh, where yeah, she has like a little there. tantrum after this, doesn't Dude, he? Dude, he throws a temper tantrum in this attic. It's like when you take Vincent's switch away. <laughs> or when, when you leave and Amelia doesn't want you to go. It's hey, like man. that. We did really well tonight. I know. I was very proud of you guys. So Jess heads home from the search party and. <laughs> unfortunately, they do Lick find. It. <laughs> they find the 13 year old girl dead. Dun dun. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. Too bad. Then there's some more dirty phone calls. Not so, not. I mean, there is talking, but now the phone calls are very specific to Jess. Jess is alone about the baby because they're about the baby, and they are repeating things that, like, like they say, like, "Where's the baby, mommy?" and stuff like that. Kill it, kill it. So it's it's like a radio drama from the House of a Thousand Corpses. There are multiple (laughs) characters. There's a lady definitely in there somewhere, like, and and some children. Clearly, there are voices that cannot be from one person. Right. We think that Jess is alone, but then Peter comes down the stairs, all creeper, because he had been laying down. He was like, "Hope you don't mind." I hope you don't. I hope you don't mind. I was sitting outside, but you got dreadfully cold. (laughs) Does he have an accent? But no, he's just like doesn't. He's just trying to be all like. He just looks like he should have one. He just looks like he would. He just looks like he looks like yeah, because he looks like cut rate Malcolm McDowell. Kind of looks like the guy from um, Ghostbusters. Who, Pencil neck? No, Walter Peck. The, the one that like uh, Dana is like <gasps> with. Oh, the guy who who's in the orc. Oh, I didn't get your name, sir. I'm glad your yeah. skin is cleared up. <laughs> Did you see that that the woman who played the BJ ghost died? Yeah, pour yeah. one out for her. The one who gives Dan Aykroyd the blowjob and while he's asleep. Okay, That's not but, right. uh, but also before before no, well, he's dead. asleep. But she's dead. But he's also asleep. I thought it was a dream. It's so a dream. It's mm, it's ne- is still a wet dream. It's necrophilic. Oh, it's definitely a wet dream. Ectoplasm. What were you gonna say, Matt? Uh, was this was spooky ghost? <laughs> was this was this before uh, when Peter showed up? Did the uh, did the search party come by the house? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. okay. So Peter wants to marry Jess. I want to marry and you. Jess has, How does he I ask? Mean, she has this great scene, though, where she says, remember when you said that you, you know, you wanted to do the music thing and that was your dream? And she said, and, and she said, I have dreams, too, and I'm not willing to give them up for you, basically. I mean, it's very, very progressive, very, progressive, yes. very feminist in this movie. I kind of love it. I love how there's just no qualms about it. Nope. They just talk about it. And it's like, I'm going to get an abortion. Like in 1974, that's yeah. Like, yeah. that was like still That's awesome. 
Oh, also, if you didn't notice, the town they live in is Bedford, which is a homage to Bedford Falls of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Another Christmas movie. Oh, and Peter kind of threatens Jess about the abortion. He basically He's says, very like, aggressive very aggressive. He's You're like, not, you will pay for this. He's You're like, you, <laughs> you can't do this, or it's not your choice. You'll like, rue oh, the day yes. you did this. It's actually yeah. a You're definition tre- of a choice. You're treating, <laughs> it, you're treating it like you're just getting a wart removed. Yes, that's that's yes. the line. Like You'll just be sorry. A, he's aggressive. He runs out, and that's also, he runs out as Phil, fur coat man. <laughs> Is Barb? Past, Barb's passed out upstairs. She's yes. dead asleep yeah. upstairs. Okay. Yes. And Did they the, put her to bed. Yeah, she's, yeah. Yes. They said, go to bed. You're drunk. She said, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the, the I'm going to go fuck Superman. Yes. So the lieutenant with the eyebrows, Phil yes. with the curly hair, and boyfriend with the full length fur come Joe home. Namus. Yes. As Peter is leaving. Yes. Okay. So the cop wants to put a tap on the phone and he wants to see Claire's room because he believes, he's starting to believe Jess. Like, the other cops are like, Ugh, whatever, you know, it's probably just your boyfriend or some c- stupid kid. Yeah. And we keep flashing back to Claire's body in the attic again. Rocking. Who has a baby in her lap now. Ugh, that's creepy. Oh, yeah, the baby, like she's the rocking dirty, her. Dirty and doll. The, the did ba- you, yeah, did you see the M&Ms in her mouth? No, there's no M&Ms in her. Yeah, he was using She's her. not a candy dish. That's exactly what he was using her as. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were Reese's oh Pieces. No, nah, dude, they were red and green. I know exactly what they were. They were Christmas M&Ms. <laughs> Ooh. That's right. Have Holiday to, tie-in. Have to remember to get so some. So <laughs> festive. So then um, we get uh, the killer starts to move around the house. And we also hear, if you don't hear it, like slightly in the background, the cops are talking and they ask, are there any other phones? And they say the house mom has a separate line. Yes. So if you're, you, you kind of hear it very subtly. Okay. And then we get the creepy carolers outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, creepy who watches cat- carolers? I would love who to pays carolers. Them? I, I just no. no I yes. just I loved it when no. she just. Do you give them money? I mean, if I they're children. Caroling. Yeah. No. I no. Give them a piece of candy. It's just because your mom's name is Carol. No, we went to Longwood Gardens when I was in high school, and we did Christmas caroling at Longwood Gardens. Yeah, but no, you didn't go to like winter. You didn't like go to houses. If somebody came it. to my house and was singing Christmas carols, I would not. I would because well, it's not the door. That's because it's that weird cult you live across from. That would be them probably. I turn the lights. I just. I just liked Let's it. Let's go take a field trip to Kyle's neighborhood. You should. There's no neighborhood. It's just There's his no house. As you long come as you by don't Christmas sing. Christmas and people dress in white robes it's and a, sing in front of a Jesus statue. It's I'm a creepy come, cult. It is I'm terrible. I'm going to come with my flashlight. Mike Simpson has to be there because in front he loves of your door it. Oh my gosh. With my I, flashlight and sing Silent Night. I just, I just loved it because like Jess went out there and she just opened the door and she's just looking at him and she's just looking so innocent and I just was like, Hi, carolers. I'm going to get an abortion. Yes. And then the carol- carolers leave because someone shoes them off and says, a girl was murdered. And I just kept little folks. Just, yes, I heard. I heard. Right, but while, yes, the, I heard. while the carolers are going. Yes, while whilst the carolers are going, Barb gets mute. An, an, an eruption. Can't hear it. You can't hear it. Barb gets massacred with a... Christ- no. Let me just... No, before that, she has an asthma attack. Okay, that's not that, that important to the, the what we're yeah, talking no, about. No, it is important because we almost see again with Margot Kidder. We almost see Boo. <sighs> you know what? I second that. Very important. We could not miss this almost. We boob. almost saw Boo. Almost. We were Just very like close. Just like Amityville. She she boob. did change into a red like halter a, top. She's it's an changing. odd yeah. satin red halter top. Like it's very odd. I'm she's pretty sure it's a, I'm pretty sure it's the same outfit she wore in uh, Superman. Okay, so she, yeah, she has an asthma attack. You almost see her boob. She's got boob. these weird glass figurines. Figurines. Fucking unicorns, Swans. man. Yes. Yes. It's a good. I mean, she should have gotten some more like soft edges ones so that he, <laughs> she could get stabbed with them. So whilst Jess is watching the Carolers, the killer stabs Barb with a unicorn crystal figurine she gets horse stabbed she does it's very like dario argento that's what that, Matt said. i said that i'm it's like, like it's wow it's like artfully beautiful yes like the way she's getting stabbed because and then the crystal and then her hand like hits the hits the Matt swan said, did yeah. dario like, argento direct this scene it's very like suspiria yes, yeah yeah it's like it's like it's like grindhouse or no like with sin city when quentin tarantino did that one scene for robert rodriguez oh, yeah. i was like did argento do this mm-hmm. yeah then there's another phone call, and the killer on the phone recites something exactly what Peter said earlier, that, like, 
it's just like getting or you're treating it like you're getting a wart removed so now jess is a little nervous that it's peter Phil's I, I actually thought that like in the first ten minutes of the movie, as soon yeah, as I Peter. saw, well, Peter. you always think it's the boyfriend. Once you think it's Peter, yeah, I know, but it, I was, I was on it. Like well, he's so the aggressive. second I saw Peter, I was mm-hmm. like, it's Peter. Well, the number three reason, uh, or death amongst pregnant women is uh, murder. I learned that from Gone Girl. That's terrifying. Well, it's true though. So, do you want to talk about um, the weird uh, guys that come to the door with their rifles? <laughs> With the the, fu- the yeah. fucking the fucking uh, uh, hosers, and other yeah, guy. from from up north, uh, yeah, from up north, yeah. <laughs> they're and part they're, of the search party. They're like, hey, they're, and that's when I was really that's because I just kept saying, I'm like, this this yeah. does it's not like Cohen Brothers. I'm like, Fargo. this does not this does not track like America. This is not America. Lock this your doors, not. eh? And then I finally the was there. I was finally saying, I'm like, I looked it up. I'm like, this was filmed in Toronto. Oh, look at <laughs> you. and it is You're right. And it was loosely ba- it was loosely inspired by a bunch of murders that happened in Quebec. Yes, it was. That's true. Around Christmas time. But yeah, but like they're just sitting there like you gotta make sure that the door is locked there. Yeah, and, and. I liked Phil because they were they were like, "Do you see anything weird?" She's like, "No, just you guys. You scared the shit out of me." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> Phil, I love you." And then meanwhile, like they just keep putting a shotgun right in the fucking face. <laughs> Very weird. Poor trigger discipline. Oh, Guido, so what do you funny. think about that shotgun? Was it cool? It should be removed from his possession because he doesn't know <laughs> how to gonna blow that girl's face off. Poor trigger discipline. Yes, I agree. I wrote that down. Yeah, so the police are still looking for Claire. Jess and Phil take the advice of the two hosers and go around locking the house because Jess is like, did you realize this is the only door that isn't locked? And I'm like, yeah, we all have realized this. You guys are really terrible at locking things. It's the 70s. Then we get... And Canada. Oh, and also the reason that we... They're still looking for Claire, but also they can't track the calls because Jess isn't keeping them on the phone long enough, which they keep blaming her for. I'm like, the Jess, cops are, you gotta, they gotta keep, keep them on long enough. Try to engage. You right? gotta listen to let's, the guy let's making... Let's talk about the switch system. Agreed. That, that guy Dude. is running around through aisles and aisles of he has to God find, knows what. Like, I, I'm, what is he? Is he looking for a blink? Like, I don't how know. does he know? For movement. I don't know what those, that was. Like, it's a mechanical system, it so was, he's listening for the clicks. I kept waiting for him to get smushed in between. I was like, this is terrifying. They should have had more than just one man on that. But they were like, remind me of the bowling so alley from rows. Constantine. They're like, come on, Jess. You're supposed to just sit there and listen to the guy making pig rape noises. Yeah. And, She's and like, say, I'm sorry. Try to engage. It upsets me. Ask him some <laughs> questions. Like ask Talk him what him. Yeah, ask him what his favorite Who's baby. Ask him how he's doing. Ask him what his favorite sandwich is. Are you Billy? And he started say he started saying things like Billy, Agnes, things like really? that. Very odd. Who licked what on whom? Ugh. Oh Billy. <laughs> what are you doing for Christmas? Oh, and also just to point out, there is a cop outside who's keeping watch, we'll say. Yeah, he's very still. Yeah. But then we get another call. He had his hand on the steering wheel and hand somewhere else. Yeah. Not much movement. He had a stiff neck, if you will. Oh, there you go. Nice. So then we get a call that is long enough to trace. Yeah, that's find out what Kyle. That the killer is in the house. That the phone, the call is coming Coming from from inside inside the the house. house. Which what a twist! We know because there are two lines because they tell us earlier the house mother had her own line. Now the chief is concerned. Yes. That and phone call that phone calling. call was like listening to Revolution number no. 9 by the Beatles. And he calls that stupid fellatio cop and says, "I swear to God if you fuck this up, I'm going to kill you." So, you tell her to put the phone down and walk out of the house. Do not tell her that the killer is in the house. Just tell her to leave. And what does the uh stupid he guy does. do? He asks hey, her. Um, are like, you the only one in the, the house? house? The killer is inside he liter- the house. No, yes. he, he so tri- you're you know, not the in, only one in the house? In his defense, he tried his best. He was like, you just need to get, you just need to put the phone down and just walk outside. He said, just forget about your friends, basically. Yeah, she says, yeah. I'm, I'm Phil and Barb are upstairs sleeping. And she says, I'll get them. No, don't get them. Yeah, he freaks out, dude. He doesn't stay yeah. calm. He's an idiot. He doesn't stay calm. And then he tells her. And then she's like... Oh. I'm torn. I need to leave. But Barb. But Phil and Barb. And she tries to leave and then she screams. Phil! Barb! Please answer me! Please answer me! 
And she then she gets the fire poker. Fire poker. And she goes upstairs. What are you? Worst idea ever. Never ever lady. go up the stairs. You know what she should have done? She's gonna she stick him with gone, the pointy end. She should have gone to the G section of the encyclopedias. Maybe the house mom kept a gun. There. Maybe. Yeah. So she, she grabs the poker. She goes upstairs. She finds, unfortunately, both Barb and Phil dead. No. I know. I was Together. Really, I was hoping Phil was going to throw. Yeah, they're posed very yeah. artfully. Oh, they are yeah. stacked. How did Phil you die? Do I forget. If you know what I mean. You don't see Phil die. Oh, yeah, you don't see Phil die. Or you don't hear. You want to do the thing? Go for it. Scissor me timbers. So gross. Yeah. Canadian scissor. And then the killer comes down from scissor the the hidey hole. Yeah, and chases true. Jess around <laughs> the house. Yeah, it is very like he's he's so. He's got a red um, eye. Yes, that was that was really what creepy. Do you expect? I mean, he's got a red eye when she when she sees him through the door and he's like, yeah. and then she stabs him kind of with. It's the like poker. maniac. So she stabs him. It is like you know, yeah, she hits yeah. it because he does say like, oh. Well, I thought she just closed the door. on him. I was really like, what did the... you did you close it on his finger? Oh, Rude. That's like what she did his fingy. My fingy. So mean. When um. It's just a murderer. When Jim Carrey says, "Oh, Billy," is that because oh, of this movie? Billy. No, that's from Midnight no. Express. Yeah. So oh. Midnight Express is a is a movie about a guy who gets imprisoned in Turkey for um, drug running, and there's nipple. a scene where his girlfriend comes to visit him, and she like puts her boob up against the glass, and he like <laughs> licks it, and she's like, "Oh, oh Billy." Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Not really in gross. The same movie, it's obviously. really gross. <laughs> it's great in the cable guy, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's really gross, but really good. <laughs> Sorry, wrong movie. It's okay. Totally wrong movie. Um. So the killer chases Jess around the house. She locks herself in the basement, and then you kind of hear the the door open to the front door open, and the killer just kind of walks out. The first good move she makes doesn't open the basement door to leave. She just stays in the basement, which I'm like. <sighs> Yeah, but God. you're in a basement. I thought that was I a terrible idea. No. Yeah. I, I hate it in I mean, The first thing I would do is when I'm running from somebody, I, was, I would go lower. Well, but here's the thing. I hate it when, when in horror movies, when, the when they when they like hear something, they, they see it leave, and then they wait five seconds, and they open the door. No. Stay where you are. Just stay. I would stay. move the entire night. No. I wouldn't. Stay where you are. That's how they, they find you when you move. You got to stay where you are. That's awesome. what they tell you when you're trying to get rescued, too. Stay where you are. So then... She sees somebody outside, and it's Peter. This had a very, in my opinion, it reminded me a lot of Scream. Like, Scream, I think, took a lot of this. Like, is his name Billy in that? It yeah. is. His name's yeah. Billy yeah. in that Billy. movie, too. Yeah. Yep. I just kind of realized that. But uh, you who always... Plays, wait, who plays Billy? Who plays... Skeet Ulrich? Who's our one? Oh, uh, Matthew Lillard. Oh, yes. Matthew okay. Lillard, yeah. But it kind of reminded me of that. Like, you think it's the boyfriend, it's not the boyfriend. You think it's the boyfriend, it's not the boyfriend. So Peter tries to help. He breaks into the basement. The police arrive... He he sees Jess in the basement. She's terrified because she thinks it's him. Then we cut away. The police arrive. They come into the house. They find the other dead bodies. Well, they find Barb and Phil. They go down to the basement and they see Jess and Peter in the corner. Peter is visibly dead. Jess kind of looks dead, but she's not. She wakes up. I'm going to have an abortion. Yeah, he doesn't come well, in. Well, hopefully this frightened that, that fetus right out of her. He, knew, like, he needed he to did. die. He, he needed to die fetus. no matter what. So Jess has killed Peter in self-defense. You know, nothing wrong. Right okay? so. And then we see Jess sedated on a bed. <laughs> I made the gross joke of like, can't they just do the abortion right now? I mean, she's knocked out. You're <laughs> so rude. What? I mean, that's just being efficient. It's been through a traumatic event. Yes, and you know what they do? They say, let's leave her here. Well, all of us will leave. She's sedated on the bed in the house where all of her friends have been murdered, and we're all going to leave her here with the light. She'll be fine. It doesn't matter. She's going to wake up four hours later and be like, what the fuck? Like, where are they? They didn't even take her to the hospital. You know, they do take to the hospital. Claire's fucking father, who, like, passes out. And oh, yeah, you know, more worried about him. Fur coat guy is like, we got to get him to the hospital. I'm like, not this girl. Oh, this girl can stay right here. They're She's like, fine. the corner doesn't have enough room. I'm like, for what? Three bodies? Yeah. Oh, Some right. corner. How small the college town is this? Yeah. Nice. Yes. So then we um we it's pan, just an ice we chest. pan around the house and um we start to hear, hear singing. Then we pan to the attic and Mrs. Well, the house mother and Claire are still up there. And then we hear the faint ringing of a phone meaning Peter was not the killer <gasps> the killer was not caught Spooky. and we have no idea who the killer is yeah. is he still in the attic yes he's, I mean I th- no I don't think he's still in the attic yeah you hear him because he rocks the, the rocking oh, chair oh okay yeah. then you then hear him talking and he, you know yeah with I his knew? other characters 
that are very clearly yes. not a man. You right. know how I knew it wasn't Peter the moment I knew it wasn't Peter? There was a, a moment where we saw Billy's eye. Yes. Right. He had a right. brown yes. eye. <laughs> <laughs> it was red. It was an angry red. eye. Yeah. And then when Peter found Jess in the basement, there was like a moment I guess it was when he was being killed, but he had these ice blue eyes. And I was mm. like, it couldn't have been Peter. Yeah. Because their eyes don't match. No, but he still needed Peter. to die. No, he definitely needed to die. No, yeah. A lot yeah, of people I, still think that Peter is. I would argue that yeah. he still attacked no. her. No. I, would, I, I well, think that Peter him. still That's attacked true. her. Peter needed to die. Well, he was very controlling over her, her personal he body rights. taking no yeah. for an answer. Yeah. Don't don't appreciate that. What happened to the fur coat though? Is that ever gonna go up on auction? Your name has got drafted. I need that fur coat. It's horrifying. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> amazing. You can't fur, wear that fur coat and like Jack Burton's I boots have fur. from Big Trouble in China. <laughs> you should have told me that. I have a fur. Um, you have an actual fur? Well, I have a fur hat. Is it actual fur? Yeah. It's rabbit. Oh. Oh yeah, Leah has a. I'm a controlling fur the pet population. Rabbit. Mimi has mink. Oh, I have a couple of. Let's get some mink. You know, there's a, a bunch mink. of mink. She is so proud of I that. Want. Yeah. I it's have not a full fur. It's couple of cans of paint downstairs. I want to go to our a thing market meet. in New York City and get a fur on discount. Uh, that yeah. ain't fur, baby. It is. Paint on it. That's that's no. rat that's fur. Human yeah. hair. I don't care. No, it's, that's from the Uyghurs scalps. Your ba- hat in, in Seinfeld that George. You're, ba- you're basically you're basically wearing you're wearing a uh, a merkin coat when yeah. uh, when you go up there for discounts. Nuh-uh. Oh yeah, yeah. They're made out of pubes. Yeah. No, they're not. If you're pubes. buying it on Canal Street, yeah, they, they I are. I didn't say Canal Street. Whose pubes? Though? Probably Uyghurs. mine. I sold mine if up there once. If they're making pubes, I'm cool. Oh, yeah, God. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> mine right. are pretty soft. So, uh, I bet. Do you condition? Yes. Nice. Oh. So we'll do some some facts. So, like we said, this is one of the first slashers, along with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it is considered the first seasonal horror movie, inspired by an actual series of murders in the Montreal area around <laughs> Christmas, and also combined with the famous... Uh, urban legend of the babysitter babysitting the kids and uh, the guy calling calls. when it, it they made a movie of it called when a stranger calls so are, have you checked on the children and then the calls are the coming, calls from, inside coming the from inside the house yes yeah. um legend says this was elvis's favorite horror movie oh hey old man that's a crazy oh, ass for, movie. for three years for three years because he died three years after yeah. this movie that was a crazy ass movie <laughs> apparently man. they kept watching it did you see that part yes. where that girl was all sitting there singing about abortions? Oh, um, wow, man. Any peanut butter? So, uh, Kidder, Margaret Kidder insisted on drinking real alcohol during the scenes. And what she a also pro. apparently was the least friendly on the set. Budget for this movie was only $620,000, and it grossed $4.3 million, which actually is pretty good. I think they said um, if we adjusted it for it would a movie that made $20 million off like a $4 million budget, so tripled, basically. But how much, in, how much in Canadian dollars? I don't oh, know. That's funny money. Um, um, the house mother role was originally offered to Betty Davis, but she turned it down. Oh. And the role of... <laughs> That would have been amazing, right? Yeah. With those eyes? Yeah. The role of Phil was originally attached to Gilda Radner, but she had to drop out a month beforehand for SNL. Wow. Yeah? Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. the hair. It's the same hair. The curly it hair. Is. It absolutely no, is. No, but she... I, like Dustin Hoffman. I would have... <laughs> yeah. I would have... This, ha- I feel like, was before Tootsie, too. Definitely. Yeah. I would have hated her in this movie. Okay. Who, Tootsie? Well, no, I mean Gilda Radner. Thank oh. goodness they... Took your opinion before you were born into, a, you know. Yeah. yeah. They ran it past you. Nice. Kyle, did you have some fun facts? I did. So there's like an ominous noise every time that somebody dies or something that's going to happen. Okay. You hear it on a piano. So the, apparently the composer came up with a way of making that noise and putting spoons, forks, and knives on the piano wires. Oh. So every time it made a noise, it would go. Oh. Weird. That's where like that, that noise comes that's from. That's interesting. Oh, and the director, oh, Bob uh, Clark, directed <laughs> Christmas Story. Bob Clark directed another great so, Christmas movie, yeah. A Christmas Story. So, other end of the spectrum. Other end of the spectrum. I, I prefer this to Christmas Story. Yes, we know you no. don't like A Christmas Story. Well, we know what you're not picking next week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go uh, around the room. We're going to do a pass-fail. Guido, would you like to start? I mean, I'd pass it just on Christmas decorations alone. 
great Christmas decorations. Those you know, bright red lights on the door. Oh, oh, and don't I forget and don't forget the boozy wreath at Barb's door. I oh. loved that so, boozy wreath. Specifically, Shot a night to go to specifically sleep. the gaudy tree you can see from space. It's delightfully tacky. It I love it so much. It's it the even, 70s. It didn't look, look like tinsel. It looked like it's cobwebs. White, <laughs> and it's Is got it worse than the Christmas got, tree in a Christmas story? It was no, probably no, the it's same my tree. mom's tree. I love this tree. I grew up ourselves. with this tree. All the tinsel and the spray on snow. And like is that what it was? Oh right yeah. So oh, you yeah. guys, Absolutely. you guys have those lights with the bubbles in them, don't oh, you? Yes, yeah. you do. Oh, those are have great. To. We have pride to. ourselves on our tacky Christmas decor. Tackier the better. The tackier, the seventies, a dozen 80s, different types of lights. I have a lighthouse. The crocheted Christmas you ornaments. Do. Yeah. All right. But those are nice. Yeah. We love it. You have a lighthouse village? Yes, I do. He collects no, I mean lighthouses. Like, no, I mean like, is it like the lighthouse or lighthouse? Like, I wish it was the lighthouse, but no. It's so more like the lighthouse in the ring? Like no. The, no. He okay. has a Christmas village just like you do. Like nice. our mom has them too. All right. Heather has them. She had a mo- well, I got a fellow around. villager over here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guido loves our Coca-Cola Christmas oh, God. They were such a... Pain. Ours yep. are like Dickens. Dickens. Got a little town yeah, at this Dickens point. Yeah, I have a Dickens house. Yeah. We yeah. have a mixed uh, village of different brands. Oh, but continue, Guido. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Back to you. Back to uh, you. Okay. So, I feel like if they made this movie today... They did. They... Is it much more gory? Okay, so there are two. Thank you. I'm sorry. There are two uh, reboots of this movie. Uh, one that came out in the early to mid aughts that is incredibly overly gory yeah, it's and unnecessary. Gory. There and we basically go. Basically, what they did with that one was they Eli took, Roth. No, it's not Eli Roth. Oh, okay. It has Eli Roth. it has Michelle Trachtenberg in it and yeah. Lacey Chabert and Phil from the original plays the house mother. Um, and basically, what they did for that movie was they took the phone calls from the original movie with like. Billy and Agnes and they made a story off of that that Billy used to live in the house before it was a sorority house and Agnes was his sister but also his daughter because he was raped by his mother it's very gross right. it's disgusting so way over the top and then there's another reboot that is that came out only a couple years ago and it has a very feminist twist to it so I, the original I, is very, very the original is very feminist very too feminist. Yeah, yeah yeah but go ahead I definitely pass this movie Matt definitely wasn't boob and uh, definitely, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a real big fan of horror, as I've said before, because, you know, it's just always the same old hat sort of stuff. But I appreciate this for being one of the first ones to do it. So I'll give it, you know, I'll give it props there. I like the guy from Enter the Dragon. Okay. I like Margot Kidder. I, uh, again, like I said, I'd watch a whole movie of the house mom just opening up random shit and pulling out a bottle of sherry. I'll, I'll, I'll pass this as well. Our special guest, Kyle. Uh, I watch this movie every year for Christmas so of course I approve of it so, wonderful yeah that's a pass Tammy I liked it I'm gonna pass good oh my gosh I liked it I did I liked I'm glad it. you liked it Tis wow. the I was season. afraid that you I did a like big it. like Why? I thought it was good I didn't think you were gonna like it I thought you were gonna come in here and be like what the fuck was this out no there that's are a lot of unanswered questions that, that okay. I thought that would bother you well that's the only thing that bothers me is okay. like how many fucking people are up there god damn it I heard at least six yeah. I like a good slasher that, you didn't hear anything oh that they were caroling oh Jesus Okay. That the boyfriend, the that boyfriend with the fur coat. What a sports nut, huh? <laughs> yes. Did he play hockey? He did. Mm-hmm. Real sports nut. All right. Nut. So that is a universal pass for Black Christmas. I'm mm-hmm. so happy. So Good next pick, Allie. Yes. Thank you. Thank Bravo. you. So um, next week we're going to continue our holiday themed month. Kyle, you're joining us for our next episode again. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Matt, mm-hmm. quid pro quo. You guys might be getting some deja vu because you feel like I probably picked this movie before. Oh, I thought because, you were going to say it's a movie about abortion. <laughs> well, is this there's, a, there's, is this there's, about an Asian man there that is, has sex with there's his There is an attempted abortion in this movie when you think about it. There's a post-birth abortion. Yes, but no, we're we're gonna watch we're gonna watch Batman. Which one? Again? Not that one. The one with Robert Pattinson. The only not that one. The one. The one with Halle Berry. Not that uh, one. Does the oh, suit Lord. have nipples? <laughs> Not that one. Is there one. a Damn guy it. that eats a fish in it? That one. All right. We are going to watch what I consider to be, because, you know, if people these days are like, oh, well, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Well, Batman Returns is, is an even better Christmas oh, movie. Oh, this 100%. is the one that I said was one of my favorites. Okay. Batman Returns. 
And it is available because it's Warner Brothers, at least for now. It's available on HBO Max yes. for anybody that wants to watch it. Yes. Um, I mean, you should also just buy it. When did it's it come a great out? Movie. Oh, it came out in 1992. It was directed by Tim Burton. Of course, it stars uh, Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken, and quad pro quo alum, Mr. Dane DeVito. Love All right. Danny. Oh, yeah. Love so, Danny. try to watch Batman Returns for next week. Mama? Again, and again, and again. <laughs> we um, are at Quad Pro Quo Pod across all social media. You can find us wherever you podcast, rate, review us. It's how we get better. Like us, love us. Love us. And if you have an idea for a theme month, you can suggest it on our website or send us an email at, at quadproquopod at gmail.com. And until next week, Happy holidays. Let me lick it. Let me lick it. Let me lick it, pig tongues.